Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Okay, good morning. This is how I often teach. This is how I start my classes. Gather people up, have a conversation, shape our time together, and ideally create a focus, an individual focus, but also a collective focus. So we're focused on, in on something during your practice. And I'm not suggesting you don't already have a focus, but I'm gonna share with you a focus that I'll be teaching to. And it's your relationship to health. Isn't that interesting? I thought it'd be a curious conversation to have with you. And my hope is that this turns into a conversation, that I get to talk, you get to talk, we get to share our relationship to health and how you relate to it currently. How's that seem? Relevant, maybe? Interesting, good, all right. I like to teach to common themes that I pick up in the human experience. And that's what I'm attempting to teach you every time I teach is to the human experience. And so you get something from our time together that leaves you curious about your life and how you relate to this particular topic. I like to use whiteboards various different ways <laughs> as visuals and break down problems such as life. You have a problem in your life right now? Nah. <laughs> We're typically dealing with a series of problems in our lives. And I like to talk about those and turn them into conversations. And so you can use your practice, you on your mat, as a way to solve problems. And that's a phenomenal way to use your time on your mat, that you develop a solution to the problems that you have in your life. And to be able to do that consistently, it's a very strong practice to have because you're confronting what you need to confront versus avoiding what's so easy to avoid, which is problems. To be able to draw on the collective, to get strength and courage and inspiration is a phenomenal use of time. That's one of the reasons why I love teaching and teaching this way in particular. I'm looking to learn something from you during our time. That's why I like to turn these into conversations to see how you deal with help. I have my own relationship to it, which is bent in some ways. <laughs> that leads me into trouble, which we're very good at. We can lead ourselves into trouble all the time. So I'm gonna share with you some distinctions that are up on the board. First, I'll share with the class focus, which is the abdomen, the stomach, you could say. Am I on point? Is it the stomach today around that region? Core. Core, yeah. okay, good. I'm just trying to fit myself in. <laughs> and so the class focus, abdomen, core. What lives in this area of the body is control, how we like to control. We can control grip in this area of the body which can produce anxiety. And we can be anxious beings, especially when we're dealing with some conflicted areas or some problems, we can be anxious. And the problem with that is it inhibits the way in which we nourish ourselves, which is important. And this region of the body does that. It nourishes us. But if we're so controlling and so anxious, we undermine that process. We stop nourishing ourselves. And a relationship to help is such a, such a thing, such an endeavor 
that our relationship to health can leave us controlling, anxious, and unnourished. We're so busy outside of ourselves, trying to help everybody around us. I'm sure that sounds familiar to some of you. That can have devastating effects, especially over a span of time. So I want to walk you through some distinctions. See if you can find yourself in these distinctions. I don't ask for help. That's one title, one topic. The other is, let me help. And so to see this, you as the one that does not ask for help, and then the other board is somebody in your life trying to help you because they can see that you need it, but you don't allow. And so that's the conversation. No, I'm the one that helps. You don't get to help me. And sometimes we lose sight on our relationships and the consequences of our actions within our relationships. Relationships are nourishing. They can be. And ideally they are. If we warp them, they're no longer that. They're the things that actually deplete us if we're not tending to our relationships. And fundamentally, ideally, you're tending to your relationship, to yourself, in a way that's nourishing. In some ways you do that, in some ways you don't. So let me dig into this. See if you can see yourself. I don't ask for help. I don't ask because I'm concerned about being seen as a bother, useless, or potentially being rejected. Mm -mm 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 -mm. No, thank you. I don't want to take that risk. It's too risky to put myself out like that. Too exposed, too vulnerable, no thank you. Instead of asking for help and taking such a risk, I give help, whether it's wanted or not. I don't care if you don't want my help. Let me help you. Let me straighten out your clothes or do your dishes or I don't know, whatever. Whatever you need, I'm here. Just let me help. Just get out of the way. Let me do things for you. And we can be a pushy kind of helper, which is kind of strange, isn't it? Like, stop resisting. I'm trying to help you. If I'm going to help, if I'm giving help, then I'm not asking for it. This way I'm safe from being harmed. And that's one of the ways in which we can disguise ourselves in our practice and strategy of help. I help, I don't give it, then I'm not at risk. I'm not at risk of all the risks, being exposed in some manner, being seen as a bother, being seen as useless, the potential of being rejected. Therefore, I have to always help whether I want to or not. The resentful helper. Why are you such a bother? I always have to help you. And that's where we can play out some trickery. Then in this state, this posture, we want people to rely on us. So they're dependent on us. So they have to come to us for help. And we can get bothered by that. And in part, the idea is to keep people weak around us so we're stronger. We're the ones in control. We can do that through help. 
keep everybody weak around us. And so they're dependent on us, the individual. And so they're consistently and constantly coming to us. It's a very dangerous relationship. Because not only is everybody weak around us, we're weak ourselves. It's not a nourishing environment to spend time in. And becomes very confusing very quickly. Nobody's getting what they need in an experience such as this. Consequently, I need others and I will make sure others need me. You'll always be dependent on me. And there's a part of us that wants that. Always rely on me. Then I'll be useful. I'm never being rejected because you always need me. And in all of that, I have a place. I'm a good person. Look at me help everybody. I have a role. I have an identity. The problem with that is in the absence of that, we don't know who we are. Who are you in the absence of being the helper? Sometimes we don't know. And so therefore, we're dependent on other people just as much as others are dependent on us. We play that over a span of time that has some hefty consequences attached to it. It's a very depleting experience. I've been having very, uh, I've been having a very challenging time over the last six months, maybe a lifetime, but certainly over the last six months. <laughs> and it feels like I've been getting hit from every side and I've been out very active and trying to resolve various different issues in my life and help people through various different experiences that I've created. And what I've noticed recently, certainly over the last week, perhaps couple of days, I'm noticing how it's almost like feeling malnourished. I noticed that in your class screening the other day when I was on it, just noticing how Oof. Lonely, I feel. And how sad that leaves me feeling of how much I've been out of my space in some ways and away from my needs. I have not been tending to my needs because I've been so active being out. In some ways, I needed to be that, but I'm also seeing how I've overextended myself. And I'm in recovery mode. That's what it feels like. And so I'm trying to recover being so thinned out for an extended period of time. And I'm very pleased I could notice it and have the opportunity to take care of myself in various different ways. <coughs> but I don't, almost don't feel like myself, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> it's very easy to develop a practice to develop a habit then all of a sudden we're just that and we lose sight of it one of the benefits of having good relationships around that people smack us around every time every once in a while and say hey smarten up you're out of sorts you need to do something other than what you've been doing because it doesn't look very good on you. It's like, okay. 
and we need the kind of help coming back. And that's the reciprocal kind of relationship that we need. We give, we get. And if we're always the one giving and not getting, that catches up. That's another thing I've been hmm, <laughs> working on of late. <sighs> hmm, this emotion. Mm -mm -mm. If my challenge is uh, around my challenge of actually letting people help me and support me, there's a part of it. Uh, there's a part of that I don't like, like at all, <laughs> and I resist it deeply. But as I've been outside of myself, I've also allowed various people in. And I've recovered some relationships that were disjointed for quite some time. And I'm really quite satisfied about that. And it gives me evidence to keep doing that, to keep letting people in, because it's good for me. Even though there's this thought that's don't do it, don't do it, you're gonna get hurt. Somebody's going to take advantage of you. They don't have your best interest in mind. You're going to be seen as weak and all your foolishness. So don't. And that's what I've been attempting to count over the last several months. That voice, that language. Keep people away from you. And so it seems I have a much more, you could say, reciprocal relationship with people. And so there feels, it feels that much more balanced in some sense. And I also noticed in this endeavor, how people really didn't know how to help me. So <laughs> I'll talk about that next. Let me help. Let me help. Let me help you. You're so preoccupied with helping others. I don't know you. I actually heard that <laughs> from people that have known me a very long time. That one stung. Oof. Okay. So where have I been? Who have I been in these relationships if you don't even know me? Ah, oh, that's kind of gutting. Since I barely know you, I don't know how to support you. It's very true. I got a nice wake up call to that recently. People I've known for a very long time don't know me and therefore don't know how to support me. And I know that does to people. We're designed to give. We want to give. It supports our values. If we can't give, it's a deadened experience. We all know that. I feel helpless in our relationship and I want and need to contribute to you and our relationship. Let me contribute. Stop helping. <laughs> I don't need your help. Let me help you. Looks like you need it more than me. Instead, I feel useless and rejected because I can't. Because I can't. I can't contribute to you. You don't allow it. 
even though I, I know you need it. So stop. If you don't, I will. And that's a problem. When people stop wanting to be generous and to offer themselves in relationship, that's a big problem. Because when that unfolds, there's not much of a relationship. You don't have to look much farther than you. When you stop giving to yourself, you already know what happens. Nothing good. You start to unwind. We kind of go crazy when we're not taking care of ourselves. Have you noticed that? And so if we know that to be true within ourselves, just imagine those around us. We can drive people crazy <laughs> by not allowing them in because they have a whole story waiting for them around that. If they cared for me, they'd let me in. I have nothing to contribute. Perhaps they don't love me. And on and on and on and on. If I stop trying, I know what happens then. Our relationship dies. That can really happen to the relationship to self for sure. It's easy to kill our relationship to ourselves. There's a part of us that's trying to do that all of the time. If we're deadened here, we're deadened there, out in our relationships. And to be able to peel away the strategies and tactics and trickery that we play out through this process of wanting to be the helper. There's a side of us that's very generous that wants to be of service, that wants to contribute, which is more aligned to your values. There's the other side of us that's the helper. That's petrified and terrified of being seen in a particular way that actually undermines everything that we say we want. That's the side of you you want to pay attention to. That's the depleting side of us. I'm speaking about this now because we're about to practice very soon. The idea is not to deplete yourself, but to have a reciprocal relationship with yourself that you can give back to you, the source, the you that wants to be out in the world making a difference with people. That's what's so brilliant about this practice that we have that capacity to continuously contribute to ourselves, but that has to be by design. It doesn't happen automatically. You have to choose it. That's a very difficult choice at times. And so I have a question for you. You the helper, the one that's out there in the world, the smothering helper side of you. Who's the poor soul that you focus that attention on more than anybody else? Who is that in your life? Maybe it's a child, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a poor coworker sitting next to you. <laughs> Who knows? And so this is my attempt to make this real in your life, that you can find yourself in this conversation, real life, real time. Who is this individual in your life that you pay so much attention to that you're attempting to help, whether they want it or not at times? Maybe it's a pet. I don't know. Who is it? 
Don't be shy. Just the name or who it is. Teenage daughter, thank you so much. Okay, but you like to offer it? But you like to offer it at times? Yes. Okay. All right. Does she resist at times? <laughs> All that time. <laughs> okay. Interesting question. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I would say, yes, uh, my little brother's little brother. Uh, Your little brother's little brother. Exactly. Okay. My little brother passed away. My little brother, mm -hmm. by blood, passed away mm. in uh, November 2013. Okay. But for about a decade, we had a relationship with brother brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, very good. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. I think it's really great you're doing that, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Special guy. I bet. Yeah. Well done. You know, one one of the ways to cut through that is to ask. Yes, I tried. Good. <laughs> uh, it, it's a work in progress. Yeah, I bet it is. Very good. Very good. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Mm. Who else? Where's the focus of your attention outside of you? I know you have one. Who is it? Yes, thank you. Your work. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah. It's a lot to say out loud, right? Yeah. Thanks for saying it. Yeah. Who else? All my students. All your students. Okay. Thank you for that. That's a lot. How many students do you have? 150. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot of beings. Yeah. Times four. Times four. Okay. Okay. They don't leave. Okay. So about 600. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Anybody else want to share your focus of attention? You the helper? Opportunity to declare it. Oh, I know you want to. Thank you. Mm -hmm. She's been pretty independent yeah. for quite some time. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. But also the memory of Uh huh. Like, I worked at school and it was a great school. Yeah. And now it's not so great. Mm. And I'm like trying to work 
friend. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, the memory of something. Yeah, it's interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And so you're missing something in that. I imagine it's a value that you experienced that you want to replicate. Yeah, and that's not going to go away. And so it's good that you're pursuing it. Where you pursue it, who knows? Thanks for sharing. Okay, conversation about help. You the helper and how important it is to have a balanced approach to such a topic, such a practice. I have another question for you. What's one thing that you could stop doing that would help you? What's one thing in your life that you could stop doing that would help you? If you stopped doing it, it would be good for you. Whatever that is. Maybe it's helping someone the way in which you do. Maybe it's some habit that you have that it would be worthwhile breaking. Whatever that is. Somebody has something around that. Thank you. Very good. Mm -hmm. So taking responsibility for your mother's actions. Is that? Yeah, okay. I get that. So if you're to stop doing that, he does some. It's like a belief that I'm supposed to. Yeah. It's a belief that I'm supposed to take care of her. Yeah. Emotionally. Right. And clean up the messes here and there. Yeah. Okay. And if you stop doing that, the kind of space that you would have. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm blessing one over here. <laughs> okay. So guilt and fault. And if you were to rid yourself of that, kind of space you'd have, not only here, but also in life and other relationships. Pretty profound. Thanks for sharing. Anybody else? Thank you. Okay. Are you a resistor, Paula? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the concern? Do you have about letting people in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting, isn't it? It's like sometimes we know we're harming ourselves, but best that we're doing it versus someone else. Very curious that way. You've been hurt in the past? Receiving help mm -hmm. uh, open-endedly. Mm -hmm. For me, I find it 
Absolutely. It's very confusing and very complex. <laughs> very complex relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but that's the demand that we have to communicate differently, listen differently, be out in the world differently, developing relationships that are reciprocal. And that's a great thing. And as we do that, we actually heal. That's one of the benefits as well, is that we're healing parts of our past that are unhealed. And it takes a tremendous amount of courage to be out there doing that. And that's the attempt on your mat. Is to get after something, something that lives within you that needs some attention and you need some attention there's no question about that so the practice in front of you is designed to that designed around that this area of your body core abdomen stomach area what would it be like who would you need to be if you were to release control whoa that's intense and amazing <laughs> that that's possible and what's possible is a different level of nourishment the monkeys always win the attention, Sorry. right? It's like monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The monkeys are flying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yes. All good. Yeah. One of the beauties of being here, nature. Has this been? Has this conversation been useful? Good. It's not done yet. <laughs> An element to my teaching is to get these concepts embodied, such as the practice of yoga. The idea is to embody something, like an intention. So at some point you become it. You're no longer the thought. It's no longer a thought, a concept. You have become it. You the being. And so I like to do partner work. And so you get this concept in your body and so you can feel it. It's like, whoa, where does this strategy originate from? Where does it live within your body? And that's worthwhile knowing because then you can focus in on this particular body, body part, this region of your body, design practices around it to give this region of your body some support, the support it needs. Because we can hold certain things in parts of our body for a long time, long time. <clears throat> And so I'm gonna ask you to catch a friend, a partner. Yeah, catch a friend. Isn't this exciting? Somebody you know or not, doesn't matter. You just need a friend. I'm gonna walk you through an activity. Once you have a friend, you get to stand up with your friend. You don't need anything in your hand. It's getting more exciting by the moment. <laughs> All right, everybody needs a friend. Need a friend? Everybody have a friend? No? Everybody got a friend? Yeah? Friends? Three? I'm going to ask 
And Dara, would you be so kind? Okay, over here, there's one group of three. I'm gonna jump in. Okay. You might find this a bit strange and it's okay if you do. This is related to this conversation about help. Each of you have an opportunity to play out how you help and more so how you smother people with wanting to help them. And the idea is to do it in an exaggerated way. And so you just smothered this poor person. And however you do that, let me help you. It looks like you can use some help with your clothes. Let me comb your hair. I have this toothbrush. I'm really happy to brush your teeth if you'd like. Whatever, whatever you're doing. Need some help with your homework. I'm happy to come to work with you tomorrow and do your work for you. I know we're about to practice. I'll help you in down dog and all the way through your practice. I'll just do the poses for you. I just sit. I'll sweat on your behalf. Whatever it is, a smothered way. Partner who's being smothered, resist a bit. You'll probably do that anyways. Perhaps your disgust response will present itself. Who knows what you'll do? Maybe some of you will love it. <laughs> Come on in. Yeah, help me. I'm down for that. So resist, squirm a bit. Friend that's smothering, just keep going until I say stop. Friend with the brightest colored top on, you get to go first. You get to go first, brightest colored top. Smother this poor individual. This is like imaginary kind of, because this is you. And there's a part of you that does this, real life. And so call on that. Okay, brightest colored top on friend, you get to go first. I'll say stop at some point. Ready, set, go. Smother. Okay, pause everybody. All right, pause everybody. Wow, you're so good at this. <laughs> Let me ask you, for those who are smothering, left feeling what? Empty, thank you. Who else? For those who are smothering, left feeling what? Helpful, okay, thank you. Say it again. Annoyed. Okay, good. Tired. Say it again. Ridiculous. Okay, thank you. For those for those being helped, left feeling what? Happy and good. Happy and good. <laughs> yep. Okay, sometimes relieved, sometimes annoyed. Okay, very good. Very resistant. Okay, yeah, get out. Very good. Now, switch. The resistor, you are now the smotherer. Okay, bring yourself to it. Ready, set, go.
Okay, pause everybody. Pause. Okay, I'm going to check in with you. I'm getting great joy from this. Just observing what's happening. Oh my goodness. For those who are smothering, left feeling what? I felt like a clown. I felt like a clown. Okay. Okay. Ridiculous. Thank you. You said? Insisting. Okay. We went too far, okay? Great, okay. <laughs> you felt power. Okay, very good. Yeah, you liked it. And for those who are being smothered, left feeling? Scared. <laughs> okay, who else? Feeling the pressure. Thank you. Okay, questioning, doubtful. Yeah. Okay, thank you for that. Very good, yes. So we had already been French. Yeah. So I don't know French. Uh huh. And then I didn't hear it was pretty. It came across as like almost anger. Okay. Because it, it, she was so intense on like talking. Uh huh. But that energy was like, I'm, I'm unfair. Okay. Like, she's yelling. <laughs> okay, angry, even in a different language. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Yes. I have a lot less. Okay. Okay. Very good. So less confidence. Very good. Karina. Uh huh. Okay. Desperation. Very good. Okay. Well done, everybody. Amazing. To feel this in your body because it resides in your body. You want to know that where? And I'm not quite done with you yet. I know it just keeps getting better. This is the next phase. This is what you're going to say to your friend. Will you help me? It's a question. Will you help me? Friend, you say yes. Will you help me? Yes. Will you help me? Yes. You'll do that three times in a row. And get a sense of what this feels like. You asking that question and a response coming back. A yes. And once you've done your three, next partner, you switch and you say, will you help me? Yes. Say it like you mean it, both sides of the equation. Yes is very powerful. It's used properly. Okay, first friend, you get to go first. Will you help me? Say it out three times. Wait for the answer. Yes, say it again. Okay, go ahead. All right, everybody. I'd like to check in with you. Yes, I would. You're asking a question. Will you help me? And you got an answer. You got a response. How are you left feeling? Good. Thank you. 
Thierry, thank you. Supported? Supported? Very good. Okay. Quite the difference, yes? The attempt to balance your relationship to what we've been speaking about. How you relate to help, how you give it, how you receive it. For constantly giving it and don't have the capacity to receive it, it's a non-nourishing experience. Reciprocal, that's the idea. And so let this practice be that for you, a reciprocal practice. Take care of yourself like you care for others. That's the attempt in practice. Are you ready to practice? Yes. Thank you. What a word. Yes. I primed you for that. <laughs> All right. If you want to high five your friend or whatever, do that. And then it's practice time. <laughs>